to your Vikings podcasting team. My name's Eric. And my name's Keegan. And we'll be exploring athletics here at Salem State University. And I mean, what better way to do so than by starting off with our athletic director, Nikki Wood. No, it's a great point, Keegan. Uh, I'm really excited for this interview here um, and uh, just learning about how the way things are run here at our school. And All right, guys, we're back here with your Vikings sports podcast team. My name's Eric, and I'm with... Keegan. And today we have the pleasure to be joined by our athletic director and coach here at Salem State. Uh, Nikki Wood is the coach of the women's soccer team. Uh, how are you doing today, Coach Wood? I'm great. It's great to be with you guys. Thank you. Um, so we'd like to start off right at the beginning and just how did you get into sports as a kid? Did you play sports? Did you have siblings? What made you so interested in them? Sure. So, uh, yeah, I grew up playing every sport I could. I grew up in a neighborhood that it was like, you know, 10 boys and just me, my sister, and my best friend. So sports kind of was just what we did. Uh, Probably lucky in a lot of ways to grow up in a time before electronics and a lot of the things that have uh, given my sons, you know, other options. I played um, through most of my youth. I played primarily uh, softball formally, but played a lot of soccer in the neighborhood. I actually didn't start playing formal soccer on a team until I was 13. Um, But I played basketball, soccer, and softball all through high school. Uh, But soccer was definitely my main sport. I I started playing club my freshman year, made varsity my freshman year. I was a captain by my sophomore year. So I think that I knew early on that soccer was probably the sport that I was going to continue to play. Um, And I think that in general for me, I knew that I wanted to stay involved in sports. I'm a very competitive person, probably to a fault in some ways. And sports kind of was the one place that I could be that person without apologizing for it. I think I had a lot of lessons to learn. My, my parents didn't push us in sports, but my dad volunteered for everything he could. He was an umpire, he was a coach. Um, you know, he was the guy that drove us everywhere. So I think that the balance of my own over-competitive nature and then my dad's guidance on how to be ethical and how you approached being competitive and how you had respect for everyone, whether it was an official or an opponent or a coach or even another parent who was screaming at you. Um, I think that that balance was, was good for me to be able to continue with athletics and kind of never get burnt out. Um, so um, obviously it's, uh, it's something I think that we all have us within athletes is that competitive nature. And I think that, to me, is something that I've always taken great pride in. Has it been hard adjusting that into an AD role with kind of taking a back step on the sports and more of like dealing with scheduling and stuff like that? How do you bring that competitive nature to more, I don't know, like paperwork? So I think, I think the balance is important. I think that finding a way for us to be competitive now, to me, is more about the resources and opportunities we can provide you all as student-athletes. So, you know, providing excellence now isn't just about game day. It's about, are we giving you the best opportunity to schedule your classes? Are we giving you access to a nutritionist, to a sports psychologist? Are we, are we able to help you navigate academics? And, and, you know, 
helping you know when to take certain classes because they're going to be really heavy in the hours you need to put in and it may not be the best fit when you're in the busiest part of your athletic season. So I think for us and for me specifically, putting that competitive mode into how we prepare you guys and the experience we give you is important. I think the the time that I need to shelve it is obviously coaching sometimes, you know, no one likes winning. I mean, no one likes losing. I hate losing at anything. But I think that again, even as a coach, right? Like we don't win those games on game day. You guys do. It's your day. I think that my competitiveness in coaching probably comes out more. And I think my players would say who I am at practice is a lot more demanding than who I am in a game. Because I really think if we haven't done our job Monday through Wednesday, I'm not going to solve it for you on Thursday when you're you're facing another team and a coach that's put in the preparation. So, but I, yeah, I think the competitiveness goes more into what can we do to provide an experience that you guys are most prepared, that you're proud of being a Viking, and that when you leave here, you're going to tell people looking at Salem State that it was a good experience because it's really about people. If we can recruit the right students and keep them here and keep them happy. That's how we're going to be more successful in competition. And uh, now with being the, the athletic director here at Salem State, uh, what changes have you seen throughout the years with COVID coming on? And what changes have you seen through sports? So I played here. I played soccer here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I've seen changes that have benefited us and then changes that to me, I'm still, you know, I'm still a little bit nostalgic about how it used to be. Yeah. So when I, when I played here and for the early years of coaching here, we never had an AQ in the conference. So now if you win the conference, you automatically are qualified for nationals, right? When I played here, um, and some of even our coaches, there was no such thing as an AQ. So we were playing D1 teams. We were playing D2. We played the best in the nation. Because if you did that, that's how you, everything was an at-large bid back then. Yeah, you needed um, it. You needed it, yeah. Needed it. And, and I think also it prepared you because if we, if we could play against, you know, Merrimack College and be competitive, then when we did get to the national tournament, we'd already yeah. seen those yeah, teams, yeah, yeah. you know. So I think, I think that's changed a lot. I think sometimes I, I am on the National Committee for Soccer and sometimes I see teams getting in with a losing record simply because they won in a conference that maybe isn't as competitive as the MassCAC or the NESCAC or some of the ones in New yeah. England. So in a way, I, I see that sometimes yeah, as a shows. change I, you know, I don't love. But I think the access and the development and what we're able to provide now to student athletes is just so much better. I mean, I was really lucky when I played here. An amazing coach in Steve Sheriff, he's a Hall of Famer. I still call him coach. He still supports me and our team. But, you know, the, the AD at the time was John Galaris, who's a legend, and, and he really believed in experience and competitiveness, but also representing like what the Vikings' values were. And I think that that change we've been able to do with programming, we've been able to do with understanding everything else that goes into what makes you a student athlete. So I think being able to offer you all more support than, not everyone had the experience I had when I was here. Again, I was really lucky with my coach and, and John Glaris, but, and Tim Shea was our associate AD as well, who became our AD and my mentor. But I think that knowing that there were other student athletes that didn't have that experience, and it was kind of a crapshoot on who your coach was or what school you went to, I think now overall, 
the culture of sports is, is much better for you guys to have an experience. I think in terms of COVID, um, there's been some, some really difficult things for you guys to navigate. I think that yeah. Yeah. one of the, I think one of the big changes we've seen and, and we as a community have, have dealt with a lot lately is the, the, the mental health aspect of it. I yeah. think that thinking about someone that had a mental health, you know, challenge or that was dealing with anxiety or, or a panic disorder, used to be a very small number um, and I think it's grown through COVID and maybe it hasn't grown and maybe this is a benefit. Maybe people are just more willing to talk about it and to me if we can shine a light on it then I think that it's a it's a really it's a benefit that we can take away from this you know like we can learn more about what it is because people are more willing to talk about it because of COVID you know it just seems like it's given us space to feel better and to maybe destigmatize talking about it, yeah. um, but but the challenge still exists, right? I mean, we're not. I I will never be a college student that's had to navigate it from the seat you guys are in. So understanding that it continues to be a challenge for all of us, and I think we can always do better. Um, I think that some of the the changes in terms of you know game management, we we didn't have fans last year, so we enhanced our streaming opportunities and. Our SID, Joe Bates, worked really hard to, to make sure that we had a system that we could have every game covered, and now we do. Um, and we were never able to do that before. So I think that as a department, we were able to make some changes that will stay. Um, I think that Zoom for two years straight was a lot for all of us, and, and I missed the engagement of doing you know, a lot of the, the things that we normally would do in person, like meetings and the VESPY awards and things like that. But I also think that Zoom gave us the flexibility to maybe meet with recruits earlier in the process without if they're out of state. I think it gives the opportunity for you guys to have an academic meeting, maybe with Chris Harvey, but you don't have to leave and drive to campus if that's a day you'd normally be off. So I think that there's been kind of a a silver lining, but we can't let go of the challenges. Like those challenges are not gonna go away uh, anytime soon because whether it's you you guys or my son who's 17 when he gets to college he's coming with a high school experience that was much different because of COVID a recruiting experience so I think that there's a lot still to navigate but I, I really am proud of how you all as student athletes dealt with it the resilience you've shown um, and the way that our staff has has really pivoted to make sure whatever we can do whatever you need us to be that we've tried to meet that challenge yeah, exactly. I mean, I think me and Keegan both are very appreciative that we got the season we were able to have this year. Um, and, you know, being able to bring fans back to our games, it, it, we really felt the support from the rest of the school. And I, I think it's it's pretty clear if you look at our second half record compared to our first half, it's we got all our wins in that second half. Is that, And that's kind of when our school got involved. And I think you can't under appreciate the effort that goes around by everyone not just the athletes not just the coaches but the general student body and their role and I think that just kind of creating that environment is something that I really want to see grow here at Salem by just making us a school that people want to be at because they've heard of our sports programs and they know that we're a sports school um, that do well and we take it very seriously. I think that's the other gift of COVID a little bit is everyone was so hungry for something to rally around. We've always fought. I mean, I think that if people ask me what my wish list would be, more people in the seats for all of our teams, not just for a popular sport like hockey or basketball, but 
how do we get faculty involved? How do we get the community? How do we get kids that used to come to our games to come back? And I think people had missed that so much that sport was a great welcome back. Yeah. It was what people yeah. rallied around. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that you know, the giving giving them something to feel good about again, I think sports is the perfect thing to do that. And I think taking advantage of that with successful seasons like you guys have it is a really good way to continue that. I, I want it to be part of just what we do as Vikings. Mm -hmm. I want it to become part of the culture that if you go to Salem State, you're going to go to games. Yeah. Uh, you're going to cheer on the teams. You're going to yeah. get to know them. So I just wanted to ask... Uh... How did being a member of Salem State community before being the athletic director impact choices made? So I think it continues to. I think that, um, you know, as a student athlete, again, I was lucky. I had a really transformative experience. Um, kind of got here by accident. I had, I had given my commitment to Quinnipiac College at the time. Um, my dad got really ill my senior year, and I had to ask to be released from my NLI back then. Came to Salem as my backup school. Uh, Kind of tail between my legs i hadn't really talked to the coach much and they had recruited and i wasn't part of that plan um so i came as a walk-on after being committed to go to a d1 institution but it was the best thing that ever happened because i realized very quickly that this is where i belonged so i think for me as as an alumni a student athlete that had that experience i want to i've always wanted to provide that to our student athletes i want and i know not everyone is going to have the the same experience, but whatever your definition of success is, I want to help our current students have that experience. For me, it was, we were top 10 in the nation. We were top four at one point. Yeah. Went to nationals every year, played and beat the best, right? So maybe we can't offer that to every team right now, but we can offer the development, the relationships, the connection, and everything that has kind of prepared me for my role as a coach and then assistant AD and AD. I think as a coach, and this is why coaching and still coaching as an AD, I think is helpful to me, or still overseeing SAC and not giving that up yet is important, is I have to think about every decision being framed as what if it was a decision for my team? What if this was a decision that I had to make and tell another coach? And that's why I always try to deliver the news myself, good or bad, right? But especially bad. I want to be able to, to be in front of you and answer questions. I never want to put a, a coach in a situation because I was putting it several times where you're delivering bad news that you didn't even get to be heard on the decision, right? Yeah. So having that communication, I think that's probably the biggest thing. I think that the thing I took away the most that I, I hope to do as an AD, and again, I know I have to always improve on it, but I want to be able to make decisions, but then more importantly, deliver them so that even if you don't agree with them, you can at least understand why it had to be made. And I think that that's something that in any leadership position we need to do, but I think it's something that I definitely learned the importance of as a you know student athlete, coach, assistant AD, and, and now as the AD. Yeah, no, and I think it's, it's so cool to see how you've been able to just keep sports around your entire life and now make it your career. I know the recruiting process is something that's talked about a lot. And for me and Keegan, it's, you know, you hear about, you get talked about all these D3 schools and it's, it's for the most part, it's the same message. Um, it seems like, you know, everyone's promising this, this, and this. What would you tell kids 
that makes Salem stand out compared to any other D3 school and why should they come here? Well, I think it's more than athletics, right? I think that our, and again, before I was a, a coach full-time, I had a very rewarding and rich career in uh, exercise science, and I, I got a great job right out of college, and then at the time, my dream job, I was hired as the director um, for high-performance sports medicine, was actually working, doing that job while I was an assistant coach part-time here, and I think it was the commitment by our faculty to not only check the box that we took a test, but to actually prepare us for a career. And I think that's a really important thing that we need to sell, is that the Salem State education is not about getting your bachelor's degree. It's about what that, what that journey prepares you for. And we know from our alumni who are successful, we know in, in fields like nursing, that being a student athlete and being able to balance that while also successfully completing one of the most competitive nursing programs in New England, that's a big recruiting point for us. That's something that makes us stand out. And now we're seeing with the four plus one program that it's true for education, that it's true for criminal justice, that it's true for, you know, the psychology and social for athletic training. I mean, we, we are able to provide for tuition that still really is, you know, a fraction of what some of the private schools cost. We're able to provide an education that isn't about your diploma, but it's about what that diploma represents in terms of what your experiences were, what you're prepared to do. Um, and then in terms of the athletics part of it, I think that again, with everything we've been through the last few years and the way that student athletes have led and really brought people back together, I, I think that now is the time for us to, to grow. I think that I would say we have a really amazing coaching staff and, and people that could be coaching at higher divisions but feel like this is the right place for them to have the impact that they want. Um, and I think that Salem State offers the balance. You know, There aren't a lot of schools that you can go and play two sports and have a really competitive major or dual major and be successful at it. But I think we have the infrastructure and, and the collaboration on this campus that we can help you do that. So. You, you know, if we do have a student athlete that wants to play field hockey but also wants to play softball, we have the understanding that we're going to support that student athlete. Um, and again, it comes back to whatever your definition of success is, Salem State can help you navigate that. And we are going to, we're going to want to help you reach that goal and not tell you what you should do, but ask you what you want to do and help you become that. No, that's really good to hear. I mean, it sounds like uh, Salem is really about the support of the athletes and uh, as students as well and their journey and helping them become what they want to do. Um, and then me and Keegan just wanted to say a quick thank you to you. Um, this has been great. Um, we've learned a lot today, and I think everyone listening uh, is going to feel really good about being a student and uh, hearing about this, uh, what's going on inside the sports community here at Salem State. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was a great start. Wow. What a great interview that was. And getting to speak with our athletic director at Salem State here, Nikki Wood, just learning about how things are done top to bottom was really interesting. Um, you know, seeing where she came from was really cool, wouldn't you say, Keegan? Yeah, it's it's always great to take a deeper dive into uh, the background of how things are ran around here. And uh, it's very interesting that she came through the system she played here she uh yeah, she did was she always did. around so it's great to see her working exactly you do know she has that extra viking pride sorry about just being able to 
bring what she did for the school as an athlete and then now bring, being able to bring that to uh, an administrative role and just being able to help us as much as she can has been great. Um, one thing she did want us to touch base on was the SAC team that we do have here at Salem State, which is um, a program set up by our athletic administration that makes sure we have two representatives from each sports team um, just talking to the AD once a week, letting them know how they're doing, what their questions, problems, concerns, anything like that that wants to be raised can go directly to the AD, and I think that's something that's really great that we just have set up here. Um, really gives the athletes an extra little voice, I think. Um, but Keegan, great week for the Vikings here in sports. Oh, yeah, just unbelievable week. Let's just start off with the Lax team getting yeah. a big W. Yeah. Oh, congrats. We know a couple of those guys. It's just great to get a win out on campus. And tennis, tennis, wow. Yeah, wow. can't say enough about tennis right now. Wow. Just wow. No losses yet. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And softball with the sweep. Yeah. Get the brooms out, ladies and gentlemen. It is a sweep for your Salem State softball team. Yes, sir. All right, and now we'd like to wrap up the first episode of your Viking sports podcasting team. But before we do that, we have one more special thing to do, Keegan. What's that? It is that time of the day to announce your Salem State Vikings Athlete of the Week. And the Athlete of the Week from your Salem State Vikings tennis team, Andrew Mutaya. Yeah, congratulations, Andrew. You had a great week uh, picking up some big wins for the team there, just uh, playing some real solid tennis. Nothing better than giving the other team a goose egg. Nine nothing. Just great for Salem. Love to see that. Way to go, Vikings. All right, thank you guys, and that will wrap it up for this week's podcast from your Vikings Sparks team. My name's Eric. My name's Keegan, and hopefully you guys are tuning in next week. Thank you.